Thomas, you're the worst person to go to conferences, man. Come come rolling in about one o'clock. Are you guys still talking? Oh, I, nev- I was never later than eleven. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 122 of PHP Ugly, the post-wave PHP edition. I'm John Congdon, and with me is Eric Van Johnson. Hello, hello. The wave has crashed. Hey, don't take my line. <laughs> and Tom right out. Hey, the wave has crashed is a terrible line. Did not, <laughs> that, that, that did is not, not very crash. Good. It was massively successful. That's true. It was a blast. It was, unfortunately. I had so unfortunately, it's right. <laughs> I had so much fun, and it went surprisingly smoothly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe unfortunately is a good word, and, and maybe this is maybe this is a ride we need to bring the listeners along on because, quite frankly, to be completely honest with everybody who listens, I think John and I were pretty much on the same page. To the weeks leading up to Wave PHP, that we didn't think we had it in us to do another one. I mean, there, there's there's a financial commitment and <laughs> expectations and returns and blah blah blah. And you know, we just had felt like I don't know. I, I think part of, part of it was felt a little underwhelmed by by the response we were getting. Um, at least yeah, you guys you guys folded pretty quick before the the whole thing even happened. You were you were both downtrodden very we, fast. Well, we were we when when you when you lose that kind of money that we lost on this specific conference because it's say lose first, spent spent that kind of money didn't lose it. We lost it because it's not in our bank account. Yeah, like, but it's we, not like Eric's. We, it's we, not like Eric's laptop. You, no, we were okay. We wanted to break even. That was our goal. Like we're not in this to make money. It's to build community and to get people here to San Diego. We were okay losing a, a little bit because you know it's again we we're trying to build community and it was a learning experience. Yeah, we didn't lose a little bit. <laughs> Somebody even asked. They they were like, "Well, I noticed Diego Dev was the diamond sponsor of the conference," and I'm like. Yeah, you know what? That was actually a very last-minute decision because we didn't want to be the diamond sponsor of the <laughs> conference. But end of day, what's, what's we above were, diamond? Like, what's, what's, there's got to be there's got to be something like way bigger than diamond oh, <laughs> with man. what we spent on this thing. Yeah, satellite or asteroid? It, Do we have an asteroid def- sponsor? Ended up carrying a lot of that, a lot of that conference, and so like I said, uh, you know, we we were kind of not looking to to do it again well it, it was one and done for couldn't. us yeah yeah we we, we weren't going to be able to do it again financially we couldn't do it again but man the experience we had and the feedback we got in the potential maybe sponsors who approached us and said hey this was fantastic uh let's talk about next year i think we were all 15 minutes into the conference and John and I were like, yeah, no, we're doing it again next year. <laughs> I don't think it was quite that enthusiastic at that point, but yeah. You 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 jumped that gun quicker than I did. I which was weird because it was a complete shift leading into it. I I think I held on to the idea of oh no, we're going to break even. We're going this is going to be a regular thing and I was probably the last one to kind of say, 
yeah, we're not going to break even. This is going to hurt a little bit, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, during the conference, it went, you were, you were, you were hands down the first one to say, yeah, no, I think we're doing, doing this next year. (laughs) (laughs) Again, going back to the feedback, just talking to people, the, the enthusiasm that I feel we were getting from it. It's just, the big thing is we've learned a ton. We will do things a little bit different. I, the big thing is we overcommitted to the conference. Like we thought we were going to have a lot more people than we did. But changing things around and doing things a little different next year, I think we could do it and break even. But I, but the thing, things, and, and we need, we'll talk about this over the next few months, and maybe we'll talk about some of it on the show so everybody can share. But there are certain things about our conference I don't feel like we can sacrifice. I mean, I think the San Diego experience was captured so well in that conference, and so many people enjoyed being on the beach, having lunch on the beach, walking over to the coaster. I mean, that was so perfect. It was everything I wanted it to be and Mm -hmm. and more. The walking just down the... was a quarter mile, like, to two or three different bars that you could just hang out at, and we had a good group of people that went down there every, every night. Yeah, I, I, I played chaperone uh, and made sure the people made it to the correct bars every single night. <laughs> that was nice of you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, do, doing my due diligence. The rooms are great. Everybody everybody enjoy the rooms. What was really cool, if you go to a lot of conferences, it, it's, not, it's not unusual that the conference is in the same hotel as the room. I mean, that happens. But... For a lot of our speakers, the conference was literally two floors above their room. Like they had to take an elevator up two floors, and they were they were in the conference. It was mm-hmm. yeah. No, the, was, I have to say that the thing that amazed me the most, that that impressed me the most, was the layout of the whole conference. Um, the the there were two tracks for the conference, and the the two rooms were next to each other. I know there was concern about there being crosstalk or issues with noise between the rooms. There were no issues, um, but yeah, there's. For, for the people that don't know, uh, it was a five-story building. The first four floors were hotel rooms where everyone was staying, or most people were staying. And then... I don't know. I had a good you, walk to my room. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got upgraded to the distance suite. <laughs> Although I had a private beach out my back window, or out my back door, so that, well, that kind of sounded weird. Out the slider of the, <laughs> of the room. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, you would, you would hop in the elevator, hit the fifth floor, and it would drop you in the lobby where the conference was going on. I mean, you just, you were dropped into the conference, people were hanging out in the lobby, Mm -hmm. and then the next room over was a sort of dining group area. There were tons of tables for anyone who wanted to sit down as a group, do some work, do some chatting. Uh, you had all the food stuff and water and, and tea and all that stuff was set up there. And then the next two rooms were the conference rooms and it was just so smooth it I, yeah it wasn't all all peaches and cream or whatever the saying is it there, there were a couple we of had watermelon and cantaloupe it was yeah, no yeah, peaches yeah. and cream were there at all what are you talking about <laughs> there were a couple things that again it was a learning experience we could have communicated better one of the biggest things that people complain about was the fact that they didn't know that we had breakfast available which is sad i mean thursday and friday we breakfast was provided so we paid for breakfast for people that didn't show up yeah and i knew and i missed it every day till still 
That's because you're closing bars <laughs> You're the bars worst down. person to go to conferences, man. Come, come rolling in about one o'clock. Are you guys still talking? Oh, I, nev- I was never later than eleven. He's <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking the truth. He was there by eleven. Again, learning experience. Our communication could have been better. And while it was cool having everything upstairs, that having just the air wall between them was a little bit distracting. And if we do it again in in the same hotel, you know, we, we will try to address that. See if we can put up some sort of uh, barrier or partition system so that people walking by don't distract the speakers. Yeah. And can we can we just have a minute? Was it just me, or was that food just awesome? Like, yeah. breakfast and lunch every day was just so on point and so good. Yeah, it was good. Again, learning experience. Lunch on the beach, which I thought would be awesome, was awesome. But we needed <laughs> we needed sunshade. <laughs> we, need, we needed some sort of something <laughs> above still, us. Yeah, I still got a little bit of a burn on my neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering... Yeah, a couple people. I was wondering why the, why the lanyards for the badges were so itchy. On the on the second day, and realized that it was just that I was uh, lobster fied on the back end. All right, but I, I have to give it to John. It was John's idea to have lunch on the beach. I was against it the whole time. I mean, my, my thinking was, you have a bunch of pasty developers. They're not going to want to walk in sand, get sand in their shoes, sit out, you know, on the beach and have lunch. But in all honesty, yeah, we could have used some shade. But even even that wasn't really that bad it, it was fun it was really nice to get everybody out of the conference room out of the conference in general walk outside walk across the parking lot and onto the beach where we had a little private section set up for lunch well fresh, not, fresh air looking at the water though. looking at boats i mean it was awesome it wasn't just the attendees the, this i think the the format of it having the lunch scheduled in there you got the speakers sitting down at a round table with everybody else. And is when I looked across the, the setup that you guys had at the beach, there were speakers sitting all over different tables, chatting with all the people who were attending. It, it felt so personal to be able to hang out with the speakers mm-hmm. and, and to have that space where everyone was just decompressing from that sequence of talks and going on to the next ones. And mm-hmm. I was, I, think- I was so, I had so much fun. I can't express that enough. It, it- I don't want to, I don't want to harp on it too much because I know I'm patting myself on the back and it, it feels weird. But <laughs> that's why I keep doing was, the self deprecation. Like, no, we had problems and we know it. <laughs> it was hands down my favorite conference. I mean, the location, the speaker, the lineup, the talks, everything, everything was so good. It, it, had I not been putting the conference on, this is the conference I would have wanted. To I, have I don't know. Jer- Jeremy brought up a good point. We need better access to Dr. Pepper. That was a significant We're not going to have Cokes at my conference. Who said that? Who said that? I'm like, at least give them tea, John. At least give them tea. That was a good call. That was a good call. (laughs) Again, we we already knew we were losing our asses in money. (laughs) At the end, spending any more, I was like, "Uh, no. No sodas, no. (laughs) Eric's like, give them iced tea. I'm like, no, oh, uh, okay, I suppose if I have to. <laughs> and it was a good call, definitely a good call. I'm like, we're gonna have water. a link to the uh, we're gonna have a link to the photo album in in the show notes uh, today for the show. So you guys if, can, if you didn't attend, 
there were quite a few listeners there and it surprised me because they didn't use the php ugly discount code that we talked about leading up to the conference yeah adam did you use the php ugly discount i hope you did because you were so fun to talk to and uh we had so many people there so yeah cool. a ton of fun though. I was going somewhere, and then I forgot what we were saying, so... <laughs> that was my fault, and I'm, I'm trying to create a Trello... Uh, oh, you said we, we are going to put the um, the photos on the show notes. If you attended and you're listening, that's where I was going with this. If you could go to Joined In, not only rate the speakers, but there's a way to comment on the conference itself. I did send out an email to the attendees, hoping people would uh, go there and fill it out. The... I'm still shocked. Every conference I go to, I try to comment on the talks I, I attend, the sessions I go to. And the fact that people don't surprises me. There's so little feedback left, but that's what speakers really want. They want to know, they want constructive criticism. They want good and bad. What could I do to, to improve? Obviously, if, if all you do is bash on them, they're going to take it personally. But if you say, hey, you did this great but you could have improved on X, Y, or Z, they take that much better. So if you were there, please go rate the talks, give feedback. It's important. You can rate the conference as well. There's a place to uh, put yep. comments on the conference as well. We'll, we'll. we'll include a link in the show notes, but go to Joined In, look for WayPHP, and there's a link to event comments. Did you see that there's only a few talks that don't have any comments associated to them? Really? That's That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. All right. So I was I was happy with how things balanced out. I was afraid that there were going to be talks that literally nobody attended. I was worried about that too. Yeah. I, I thought it balanced out quite well. There were there were a couple, and that, it was only because I was they're they're somewhat fringe, but they're still important. Accessibility is important. Uh, Amanda Folson's talk on silence is deadly. Deadly is important mental yeah, health in God, our that, that, in our industry that was a rough one to sit through i mean it just hit a nerve so deeply Tom, that was the one thomas you needed i really wish you had had been able to attend that was such a good talk i, I just happened to wander into that one and uh heard what she was saying and sat down for a while and man that man that one that's a that's one of those talks that people should just have to sit through and and know that it, it's around yeah. mental illness in our industry and, and some of the struggles people go through. And Amanda really opens up about some of her personal um, <clears throat> challenges. It was, man, such a good talk. Such yeah. a good talk. I, I have a different, I don't know. I, I don't want to say a different perspective, but it was just, it, it meant a lot. The talk meant a lot. Yeah, so... I've been to a handful of conferences. I've never done any sort of uncon, hallway track, whatever you want to call it. So we Aww. did set it up. I had no clue what to expect. And we had one person step up. Jessica, how do you say her last name? Quinones. No, that's Samantha. Samantha. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I Jessica the, I Mier had the list right here. <laughs> Jessica, I'm sorry. Mauerhead. Mm yeah mer yeah I'm sorry, Jessica. I should have asked you. She was the only one that stepped up and did a hallway track, and it was four o'clock on Thursday, and I just happened to be there when she was setting up and asked her what the talk was and she said it was called "Don't be a dick 
All I heard was the all I heard was the the title of her talk. And I'm like, Eric has to, <laughs> has no, I, to I'm, attend. I, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the registration area and I hear, Eric, you gotta you gotta listen to this talk. It's important. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's only gonna be like three or four people there. And we don't have a projector or anything for this because again, I've never done this, so I didn't know what to expect. But we did have a an external monitor that we could hook up to a laptop. But it was in my room. And Eric doesn't even know this. He's like, oh, we've got 10 minutes before. You have time to get down to the room. Again, all the way across the Bahia uh, property. I get all the way to the room. Realize my wife was there that morning. I gave her my key to the room. I didn't have a key to get into my room. (laughs) I I get all the way down there. And I'm like, oh, shit. This isn't good. And housekeeping happened to be there. And I'm like. Which is, this is super scary. I'm really not happy about this. But I'm like, hey, can I get in, Can you help me get in my room real quick? I, my wife had my key and I couldn't get in. She let me into my room. All she did was ask my name. She didn't verify anything. I go into the room, grab the monitor, and leave. <laughs> Thief in the night. In this case, it worked out because it was my room, but what if somebody else did that to my room? <laughs> I, I had to replace my key card twice, and... Uh... And only once was I asked my name at all. Really? Or no, asked asked to identify myself at all. Well, let's not say that. Let's not say that. I give housekeeping a little bit of a pass, but still. Anyway, I get back with the monitor. She had already started talking, so I just left it to the side. We didn't even try hooking it up because I've had issues hooking it to uh, some machines and not others. Needing to install drivers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. M- monitor there- drivers? It's it, it's this weird thing you you've got to see it it's it's not is it a just, Mac Mac monitor no it's just an external monitor you can hook up <laughs> it's pretty cool anyway you're sidetracking me I was I was happy to see when I got back there was probably nine or ten people already sitting there as she had gotten started I sat down listened to this talk and oh my god what a great talk like people were saying this needs to be a keynote. And I agree. It was amazing. Yeah. I was blown away by it. Yeah. We had, we had some, and you know, the, the, the team, our, our team, the Diego dev team who helped us really help make the conference run smoothly. The speakers, I think are the ones who surprised me the most, the professionalism of the speakers, the fact that you, you could tell the seasoned speakers, they had, they had all the connections they 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 were in the room five minutes before their talk, ready to go. Uh, the the speakers are what what really amazed me, and we mentioned it at the speaker dinner, which we we fortunately were ended up having a speaker dinner. But the real the realization is we can only do so much. Yes, we have a nice facility. We it, it's a nice area. It's on the beach. Blah blah blah. But. Ultimately, people are going to come for the speakers. I was and... actually shocked by that, to be honest. I talked to multiple people that said that they did not buy the blind early bird. They were not going to purchase a ticket until they saw the speaker list. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, w- really? I guess because I'd been to multiple conferences, I just assume that they're going to run smooth because I haven't been to a, a bad conference yet, outside of the one that I won't mention. <laughs> Uh, so, but to hear people say, no, I didn't buy a ticket cause I wanted to see the speaker lineup. 
made me feel really good that they were there because of the speakers we selected. Yeah. I, I tell you, I think that's going to be the hardest part. I, I, I uh, criticized uh, Laricon because they've been recycling the same speakers for the last two or three conferences, but everything was just so perfect this year. I'm like, the, the speakers were just so on point. I, I, I want everybody, I just want to do it all again, the exact same lineup. It was so much fun. <laughs> I, I talked to somebody at the conference. You and I need to talk after this. Like, I have information okay. on that. <laughs> I, I have to say, um, Jeremy Lindblom, mm-hmm. my favorite, my favorite presentation. Oh, yeah? Of, oh, oh, yeah. He's, uh, he is hilarious. <laughs> it was a iterators, generators, and decorators. And decorators, oh my. oh my! And it had a poem in the middle, and it was so good. <laughs> it was a poem that Eric had to print out. He had made changes to it last minute, and Eric's running around trying to find a printer. <laughs> Eric, by the way, good job on that. Stepping up. I uh, I thought we were going to have T.J. Miller defect to San Diego, like he he wasn't going to fly home. That guy, that guy just fit in. I mean, he he hit the beach and like, this is where you belong. Man. He's like, I'm Why home. Here? <laughs> well, and and T.J. T.J. had some technical difficulties with his laptop during the um, training session, and man, he powered through it. Didn't let it stop him and his heard about docker, that. Aware of that. Yeah. His yeah. docker presentation was just awesome it was more than a presentation well yeah his docker his docker training. training session yeah the training days caught me by surprise first thing i was i was initially surprised with how many people showed up for the training day that that's where i was most concerned i'm like man like each one of these classes if we're lucky might have 10 people in it nope i mean there was I, th- I think the training classes were like almost full, and yeah. they were so good, so good. Oh man! I, all I, all I'm... four of them. I wish I'd been able to make it to because yeah. I had this was this was the hardest one where I had to pick and choose my attendance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was I tough one. I ended yeah, up doing Mr. Last Minute. I'll buy a tutorial ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but that was okay. That was a mistake on the business end with my company. I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I've got the badge that says conference only, but I was allowed into the tutorial days or the training days. So, yeah, you're associated with the show. You get no no special treatment. <laughs> you, and, it's quite the you, opposite. You, you shouldn't have gotten that elephant. I'm going to put that out there right now. You lucky son of a bitch. This one, this elephant, this beautiful. So, all right. It's, a light, so, it's like a violet purple. It says PHP Roundtable, and we, it's got the PHP Roundtable logo. On, on both feet and on the side. It's just a it's, gorgeous. And the back feet, beautiful. I just noticed. All four feet. Anyway. Oh, wow, it is all four feet, yeah. So we had very few raffle prizes for the end. We had Sammy K. Powers provided two elephants for PHP Roundtable, which technically Eric and I could have kept, but we did not. And <laughs> Eric, Eric mentioned it on an episode that he would feel like a dick if he kept one for himself like he was told to do. Which is why I like to call this one, which is the second one that was given away, Eric's Elephant. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought, too. I have. I'm giving away my elephant right right, now. I have Eric's Elephant, and and I wish we had video of 
of it because not only do I have Eric's elephant, but Eric was the one forced to give it to me. No, I gave it to you technically, but well, so he we, he read the the scrolling wheel. You guys had a scrolling wheel with all the names of the the participants, and so when, when we, he saw my name, he just stepped away and said. I'm not reading this. John, you have to read this or else they're not going to believe me. Yeah. So we did use a, a service. We put all of the names into the service that attended and we removed all of the Diego Dev people. Sorry if you're just now finding out about this, but <laughs> that's the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> we, we thought that was only fair. We didn't think to remove Thomas in hindsight. It's, it's... Not receiving, not receiving a paycheck from you guys in the last three years really paid off with this elephant. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that was that was one well. Of the congratulations, things, you know, by the way. It was a legitimate win. It was. It was. That's. Although, I mean, Eric seems convinced it was rigged. I I, I don't know how you did it yet, but I am pretty convinced you were you rigged that somehow. I bought, right, we're rambling, I bought 10 we're tickets. We're about Wave PHP. It was such a fantastic experience. I I don't know. I don't know where we're at. I, I, I think we've kind of unofficially committed to next year. Uh, I think John and I do have to sit down and make some hard business decisions on if that's actually doable, but no, man, I, it was fun. I heard from John that that same weekend while I was traveling, he had started looking into sponsorship stuff for next year. He had gotten start... himself worked up to the point where he wet himself and couldn't stop it. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong with me. It, I don't know that ticket prices ticket prices will not be as low as they were this year. When looking and back, can we agree the early birds have got to stop sooner? No. Well, come on. No. <laughs> the amount of money we spent per person. If you got a blind early bird, we lost a crap ton of money on you. (laughs) We spent so much more per person than we thought we were going to spend. Just on the food. Just on the food. Oh my god. And I don't even have the final tally yet. Yeah. The the coffee. The coffee and tea is killing me. Okay. 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 We've touched on it all. We know we lost money. You know, you, they can contribute to our Patreon if they're if they're really upset about it. We don't have the, the, an actual Patreon. We do it's have still, one. The, the one we have is still up and running. See, what? just go to Patreon, look look up PHP Ugly, and contribute. We don't have a Patreon. We got we seven guys. people pledging what? one penny per episode we post. I'm not making that much. You're so full of it. You're right. I am, but it is out there. Thomas think... Thomas talks about it often enough. No, we don't. I just did a search. There's no PHP ugly Patreon. It's, yeah, it's not published. I never, I never yeah. finished the publication. <laughs> you talk Tom, about Tom, it. Thomas often doesn't enough. follow through on stuff. Are you kidding me? That's not true. You can pay me in bus coin. Oh. <laughs> that, that was kind of perfect, actually. That was actually really well well put. Yeah, you, you know, you have to be a long time listener of a show to get to, to appreciate that joke. But yeah, that's a project I gave up over six months ago. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. We'll, we'll put some photos. Uh, the hashtag that was going around was Wave PHP nineteen. We'll 18. put a link to eighteen. 18. I'm already ahead of myself. I was was not involved on the choosing of the hashtag. I would have followed the other conferences that don't include the year. 
every every conference I see includes a year, though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I know PHP Tech did it for the first few years, and then they made the decision to drop the year. And I'm kind of in agreement. Like, why? I, it's nice when you're searching, being able to see like all the results. Mm. But I could all be right. convinced oh. otherwise. What we'll get we'll get some of these things posted in the show notes for anybody interested and want to live vicariously through the internet. But the uh, there are no recorded talks, uh, no nothing was streamed. Somebody even caught on to the fact that I created a Wave PHP YouTube channel, which I had done in secret, and uh, we were we were going to make an effort to try to do some stuff, but it was too last minute trying to get everything coordinated. John and I know mm-hmm. if we do do it again next year that. That will actually be one of the questions we ask the speakers if they mind if we record and or stream their talk. You know, some speakers prefer you not to do that. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll make. Whatever that happened up with a couple of the couple of things you did try to stream, like early on, like set up and stuff. They just didn't yeah, post or what happened? Nothing, nothing. Yeah, nothing worked out. So, and, yeah. I, and quite honestly, I was stressing so much. Like the initial setup, I just couldn't even focus on it. It's like I just wanted to start doing other things, and yeah, that makes sense. It, personally, for me, it it was all right. We've talked about this enough, man. We've talked we're, about this enough. We're only a half hour I, in. All we've talked about I, is Wave PHP. It, it it was such a wonderful experience. <laughs> Everyone's now taking a a breath of relief. Like, oh, we're not going to hear about this again for at least six months, <laughs> maybe, maybe three. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so I do have a question for you too. Um, one of the things that came up when we went out drink I think we had gone out drinking one night or Yeah, one I don't night. Even remember remember night now. It might have been <laughs> drank so actually much sitting around the conference. But one of the things that came up and we've talked about it before and uh and and then it recently came oh, it actually came up in the closing keynote, which I thought was great timing because she wasn't part of the initial conversation but around ethics in coding and the question that was asked of the group was where is your ethical line with development like what would you would you what would you do and my i i kind of had a cop-out answer to be honest with you i'm like you know for me it's very difficult to answer that question as as somebody who's paid who makes a good living developing i i can theoretically set my ethical morality bar fairly high and say you know i wouldn't do this and it wasn't even development it was just like in general what would you do to make money what would you do to put food on the table for your family and and my my response was it's hard for me to make that judgment call where i'm at in present day because i do make a living coding i make a pretty good living coding so I can easily say, oh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't do this, that, or the other thing. But in reality, and this is what I shared with the group, in reality, when it, especially when my kids were younger, I, that, that bar would move, it had a lot of wiggle room with me. Like, there, was, there would be a lot. I, and I kind of set my kind of end point was anything this side of legal. Uh, I mean, I, I like to think that I wouldn't ever cross a line of doing something illegal yeah but it, that's hard you you're, you brought up semantic in your closing keynote where she brought up the volkswagen thing where mm-hmm. somebody Oof. had to implement the bypass so when it's in test mode the car would pass emissions tests mm-hmm. and somebody made the decision to do that 
And went to jail. And, yeah. And I, I, I've even thought of it on another level of, um, and this is the one I've been struggling with more, uh, for somebody who, who might not be a very spiritual person, let's say an atheist, for example, I don't know if, who wants to share their their spiritual beliefs. I have no problem saying on... I'm atheist. Okay, so let's use you, you, use you as, as an example, John. <laughs> okay. You know, let's I have say no problem being used as an example. You, you're an established atheist. You have your, your beliefs for whatever reason. Um, if a church were to come to you, and say, hey, we want you to help spread our spiritual, you know, feelings or our, our, our beliefs to the world. Could you, as an atheist, ethically do that? Would, or would you, as an atheist, eth- ethically do that? I could say I would not. Interesting. But so, see, you're not, you're not scrapping for money. That's, good point, Thomas. That, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. So now you're you're leading me into another one, and Thomas, I think you'll you'll like this point. You make your business decisions, which keep in mind you have a business partner, so you wouldn't unilaterally make decisions. But okay, we're getting somewhere. What did you do? You make you make business decisions based on your morality, whether or not <clears throat> the morality has legal consequences or not. If you don't believe in something, and a company or, or an organization comes to you that believes the opposite. You feel confident in saying, I wouldn't take on that work. Let's say money wasn't an object. I wouldn't take on that work because I didn't agree with what what they were doing. That's great. I mean, I, I'm not going to judge. I don't know if it's great or not. I, I, and I don't know if I agree with you. But the, the other scenario that came up that I thought was very conflicting to myself personally is what if you're an open source developer? Let's say you develop the most popular PHP framework out there. You know, let's say you're Taylor and you want the world to appreciate Let's just say this, this is hypothetical. We don't, we know yeah. nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, this is completely hy- hypothetical. <laughs> you, you, you want the whole world to appreciate your framework, but you disagree with government and you do not want the government to use your open source software. Sure. What do you do? Ethically, in your and with within your morality, what do you do? It can't be open source anymore. This is the conversation we're having. Yes, you, you can't. No, it can't be. You can't. You, it can't be open source. And you say, okay, your know, governments can't use this software, or these governments can't use this software, or these groups can't use my software. Absolutely, you can't. You create an open source. That's not open source then. Yeah, explain it then. How okay. do you create open source solution and not? Allow you've, certain people take to take advantage of it. You've you've picked a topic that I literally posted about on the the Slack channel today. Okay. Before um, before you start down that road, I I want to go back and address when I said I, I'm fine saying I'm an atheist. I'm also fine with people having their own beliefs. But if anyone ever wants to have a conversation, I'm open to having a conversation. Yeah, same here. Boop boop go. So did, did here's here's atheist, the issue: is that Thomas? Say again. I'm sorry. I'm not not to put you on the spot or anything, but are are you saying you're an atheist as well? Yeah, kind of. I'm a Buddhist. Atheist. Well, that's not an atheist. <laughs> it, it is. That's, that's there a are, no, there there are branches of Buddhism that that acknowledge the philosophical conditions that are well ascribed in Buddhism, but don't practice the dogma of the Buddhist faith, which is fair, fair enough. Certain okay. things that are I got gotcha. you. 
So it's commonly called Theravada Buddhism, um, but that gets more complicated when you get into it. So generally speaking, Buddhist and philosophy, at least the philosophy of well-being, uh, atheist in the definition of deities and moral standards. Okay. Um, so the, this came up because there's been uh, a change in the code of conduct for the Linux kernel. This came after uh, Linus Torvald came out and basically said, hey, it's come to my attention that I'm too much of a dick sometimes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm dropping out of the process of managing the, the kernel for a period of time, and it's going to be taken over by uh, another individual. So he's literally doing rehab for his issues in dealing with these concepts of ownership and openness and interaction with the community. Um, But it brought up the the question of, can somebody rescind an open source license? And I didn't know about the term copyleft. Oh, yeah. Uh, Um, What's his name that came up with that? Yeah, Um, I've... Uh, Stallman. Stallman, yes, Stallman. So I, I've heard the term before, but I'd always considered it a term that was an antithesis to the copyright movement, but that's not at all what it is. Um, what copyleft, open, what, what open source copyleft licenses do are establish the rights of the person using the code. Um, copyright is actually still owned on the code by the person maintaining or writing it copyleft establishes what happens to an individual's rights when they're using it um you can create you're entirely within your your own reasoning to create a copyleft code that says governments may not use this code that's one of the acceptable forms of open source software are you sure about that 100 percent because what you're doing is you're stipulating who it's free for and how okay, it's free but, for them. But governments are easy, right? I mean, you, you can't, you can't, what do you do for like terrorist organizations or just like, let's say you're, you're anti-abortion. You don't want abortion companies using it. I mean, do you have to sit there and blacklist everybody in, in your license? If, if that is your prerogative, then so be it. That's your prerogative. I don't recommend that mentality. I recommend the mentality of what I'm doing is facilitating communication, be it good or bad. I have to accept that responsibility. This will be used for something I don't like. I mean, could you imagine WordPress coming out and saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, we don't want governments using WordPress. Or we don't I could want imagine, hospitals using WordPress. I could imagine WordPress coming out and saying that they would suspend licenses to websites that propagate hate speech. That, but, that's but, essentially, but, that's essentially but the situation you, that Reddit is in It's a good point, right but where's the definition? Where is that line drawn? And how is it police? So in the GPL v2, it was defined as parties who have received copies or rights from under this license will not have their license terminated so long as such parties remain in full compliance. Under the GPL 3, it's defined as all rights granted under this license are granted for the term of copyright on the program and are irrevocable provided the stated conditions are met. So they're they're dancing right now with making the language in the GPL stronger in favor of the end user. But this is just the GPL. 
you can easily write your own copyleft license that very clearly stipulates, yeah, this is not for hate speech groups. And mm. there hasn't been a legal <laughs> challenge for it yet, but that's why this is in question after Linus has changed the terms of the, the conditions, or the sorry, the code of conduct. So the, the real question is, if there is ever a challenge to a copyleft license, what's the end result going to be? And in most cases, no matter what the outcome, it's going to be bad. It's going to call into question the legality of these licenses altogether and set a precedent that somebody won't like and somebody will. And right now, there's no precedent set. There's no determination. But there, there are, there's a lot of legal pitfalls if it ever does come up. Because there have been people who threatened to remove their code from the Linux kernel. And you can imagine that if somebody objected to the Linux kernel or to Linus's behavior and pulled their code, their specific lines of code, it could become disastrous for communities worldwide. Okay, now on a, on a separate note, had I contributed lines of code to an open source project and they merged my PR, how could I remove them? Again, that's the the legal issue. So, that's a great question, the, John. The the that comes down to something called the individual contributor license agreement. So, by submitting to a code base that does not have a contributor license agreement, it's generally considered that you're submitting it to the owner to become their property. I'm sorry, other way around. It's generally being it's generally considered without an individual contributor license agreement that code you submit is still owned by you. Um, Google so, has a contributor license that says when you give it to us, you're saying you guys can have it. But for something like I, the Laravel I'm project, it this, doesn't. This isn't. This doesn't become a bigger problem. It's becoming I mean, a bigger problem. Yeah, I would be it, shocked on that. You voluntarily given code, even if you said I want it back. What's to prevent somebody else from providing something somewhat similar? It can't be exact because that would be. Okay, why? Sure, it's open source. Why can't right. can, right. can be exact? But if, but if Google contributes code to an open source project and then wants it back, they can sync the open source project and anyone associated with it by suing them into oblivion. Well, yeah, because they've got money to do so. But if, if I... So you're telling me that I could go to open source projects that don't have that agreement in place, supply a, a PR that fixes an issue and then say no i want that back and then they can never fix that issue that's that's bogus that's that can't happen it hasn't happened but it can totally happen it's just it's it's just a matter of when that first lawsuit occurs and the precedence that it sets that if you want to run an open source project you better have a contributor license so I will say, after having this conversation with the people at WavePHP, did I say WavePHP again? I apologize. After having this ethical conversation with these other developers at this other event, um, I don't know. I mean, it really did give me a moment of pause of thinking, okay, you know, maybe I do want to think a little bit. Not that I contribute to a lot of open source projects. I definitely don't. I, I need to be better at that. But I don't know. It's I feel like... I need to kind of think that through even a little better. Like, I, I mean, I did it when I was in my twenties. I, I was in the, I was in the the, the, the Kavanaugh response. 
that's it, John. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> I, I was in the prescription drug business, that, and I knew I was walking a gray, uh, like a, I was working in a gray area. And the, I left a job for that. Well, this, I stepped over the gray area. Well, the CEO kept telling me, well, it's not illegal, but it's also not, there's nothing on the books that says it's illegal. We're working in this particular portion of the law that's telemedicine, but there's nothing specifically for the internet. So it's not illegal, but it's not, hasn't been deemed legal at this point. And I stayed there, even though it was around the time of 9-11, and then all the sites started selling Cipro. So the CEO of this company decided to sell Cipro, even though it was a, for a very short time, he still jumped on that bandwagon to sell a medication that was being supplied because of a terrorist act. And, I mean, I stayed on the, as as close to the white line as I could, while mm-hmm. other people in the organization was on the other end. They were pushing boundaries a, that they shouldn't bit, push. A little bit more liberal. So, yeah. so it, let me, if you don't mind my prying a little bit, because I, I'm sure. just, again, as developers, I mean, we're so essential of like this next step of evolution in society. When you were doing it, how did you feel? And when, and where you're at now, I was working back. I was working directly with doctors and pharmacies and thought we were doing a, a good thing and we were building the the next level of interaction. It okay, was I can see that. Yeah. The the doctor said, Yeah, a doctor's need to prescribe this, but it's not harmful to people. It's mostly around uh, Viagra and Fentramine at the time. It, mm-hmm. Granted, there was Propecia and a bunch of other medications on the site, but there were a couple of big ones, and the doctors were like, no, you, you go into a doctor's office and you fill out this questionnaire, and we're looking at the, the same information. You fill mm-hmm. out a questionnaire, and when you go to a doctor, you fill out this questionnaire online, it's the same information. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Hindsight being twenty twenty. You go into a doctor's office, they take your blood pressure, they take your height, they take your weight. Whereas online, you fill it out, we have to assume you're giving us the correct information. Right. There but is again, no doctor and, interaction. And, and not that I need to rush to your defense, but it was a different world too. Like like you said, you thought you were creating, you know, or you might have thought you were creating the next version of the doctor's visit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I, I, I think it's great that you are open about it and, and feel free to talk about it because it is one of those ethical dilemmas where sometimes you don't even know you're in an ethical dilemma. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think we're doing something good here. I think you, you don't get what a Bitcoin is, but this is really good. And then, you, you know, you find out, yeah, no, Bitcoins are being used by a bunch of shady people. <laughs> Not but that I, I think that. So I'm is, still so is cash <laughs> when you go to, when you go down that road. So yes. <laughs> yeah, cash yeah. is shadier than Bitcoin. What are they, what, at one point, every $100 bill had traces of cocaine on it or something? Or hey. Some, some weird, random fact like that? I'm doing my part to clean up every $100 bill I find. <laughs> you well, you licks them all. Spending it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just spends a couple days in my nose. Licks them, all, yeah. licks them all clean, then sprays them with a little uh, Lysol. Uh, yeah. yeah. I worked um, for an adult entertainment company that was a dating entertainment company. So if you didn't know better, you would think you were on a legitimate adult-oriented dating website. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality was it was more like a website version of a dating video game. Okay. And in in the sense that, like, it was a single player game, but you didn't know. <laughs> I'm very confused at this particular moment. So am I. But okay. <laughs> it's just you're dating I, yourself. I, Good job. You're talking to a bot. What are you saying? Very close. Okay. Um, you were talking to Thomas. <laughs> he was on know, the other end. Were, of the <laughs> you were talking to. Yeah, baby, who, you've got me all hot. <laughs> yeah. You were talking to women who had scripts and were told how to toe the line for the maximum amount of time and then how to make a clean cut so that nobody okay. ever met anybody. Can I interrupt and you for one moment? And has I'm, I'm has sorry. what I said ever stopped you? I, 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 I've got to say this because it still to this day amazes me. I, I, I'm a dude. I was born a dude. I was raised a dude. I've been around a lot of dudes. It absolutely boggles my mind when guys go to strip clubs or guys start talking to these uh, services let's call them and think that these women have a genuine connection with them I'm like where is your thought process I had a a, an associate of mine John I'm not going to use your name don't worry I had an associate of mine (laughs) who was paying rent for a stripper in Phoenix for like a year and Did he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna marry her." And he went out. He went out there like after a year, and she had moved out like two months prior. Didn't tell him. He was still paying rent on the apartment, and she had vanished. I'm like, "What? What? Yeah, what? Duh!" It's like it, it boggles my. If if you're a guy, if you're that's a why person, I don't care about the money we lost on Wave PHP. I was like, "Yeah, it's been paying rent for a year." <laughs> <laughs> It would have just gone to hookers anyway, so... No, but it's just... It that was a just joke for anyone that's not listening. Boggles my mind that there are people out there who think this way, who... They don't. I, no, they do. I've gone no, to strip clubs, and guys have thought that the women have fallen in love with them. I'm like... It's cognitive dissonance. Love you. Huh? It's cognitive dissonance. It's, it's separating your emotional reality from your financial and personal reality, and... It's just what people do when they're confronted with a, a, a an unwinnable situation. Is they I establish apologize. a false I, I reality. I interrupted with what you were saying before. You should get back on track. I'm sorry. That's all right. I just well, that's I I I worked in that business. I worked in the business of cognitive dissonances, telling men what they wanted to hear, and telling myself that this was an acceptable form of making a salary. Okay, so this is interesting. So where where John had justifications of, hey, we're actually doing good. The the internet's changing things. We're working with doctors, and and he had certain justifications. Sounds like on your side, you almost had to lie to yourself, or or am I misquoting? No, in it was cognitive dissonance, dissonance on his part. He's like, well, no, it it was it was the slow it was the slow boil where. I had come in, and my job was very, very technical to clean up a terribly performing web application, and it became a long-term position that had a lot of stuff to do. I was a very comfortable environment, I made friends there, and then at one point, my friend and I went to March Mingle, which is a, an event in San Diego where a lot of tech people meet up and mm-hmm. do networking. We know it well. Mm-hmm. 
So my friend and I, we spent the whole time hanging out together, just sort of cruising the place. And, and we saw a lot of stuff where we just sort of went, oh, that's in a weird moral territory. And that's weird. And that's weird. And then people started asking us what we do. And we looked at each other and went, oh, oh, we're in a weird moral territory. <laughs> oh, no. And we both left the company. Really? Like, because we didn't realize uh, uh, the moral compromises we had been making. You know, um, I always forget when we first met, you weren't working with your buddy. Um, yeah, over at, over at LTI, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I totally forget that. You, you've been with them for so long, I forgot that that transi- transition happened after you started. <laughs> after I started going to the meetups, yeah. And he and I remember him asking about you and me saying, "No, he seems decent." <laughs> Man, was hey, I an idiot? Hindsight is twenty twenty. John's already established that. Yeah, that's funny. Yes, I mean, you know, and and when you work in the adult industry, you have to make certain moral compromises and and sure. did you, did at least educate him? yourself. Did Did you meet Jose at the meetup at where I was talking about encryption? Or was it before I, that? I don't. It wasn't that memorable. Oh man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I I, just, might I remember that because you made me look like a fool, but I loved every minute of it, so it was cool. It's so easy to do. It's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Uh, is that Fish a in a barrel. Ducks in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> I mean, anything you put in a barrel is easy to shoot. Then, <laughs> <laughs> until you open the lid, and they fly out. If there's not a if there's not a little animated dog jumping up at the duck, it's not easy well, to shoot. I mean, you think you know, you know, ducks would be good at avoiding gunshots because you know they're ducks. Get it, yeah, but duck. it, it all it depends on how tight you pack them in. Uh, all right. You know, are you are you stepping it, on it, it like was, a trash can? You're trying to great, keep full. It was great seeing you. I'm I'm happy you uh, braved the travel to San Diego again for us, Thomas. It's good seeing you. It was. Uh, I had the best time. I had so much fun. And I'm glad you braved traveling to an undisclosed location on a Thursday evening with me. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> what? Was, what are you uh, talking it was a real, anyway, it was a real goal of we had so a, I, We had a uh, very rare occasion where all the, all the Diego dev people were physically in the same place. I think that was the first, first time it ever happened. Including our friends from the cold north. Yes. From out who's, of the country. Who's never heard of the podcast. So, I know we're running, starting to run long. We're going to hang up soon. I had a, <laughs> on my list of things to talk about, because Way PHP is old and we've talked about it too much, so I'm changing subjects. I screwed up again this week. For the second time in as many months, because I think it's only been a couple of months, for one of my clients... I disclosed database credentials on the public website last night. The you second time. You did not time. tell me about this. I know I did not. I told. I referenced <laughs> it earlier when we talked. I, I said, oh, I got something good for the show. Uh, and, I, and I thought I would share in my demise. <laughs> oh, man. So, what, what happened this time? So, again, this... The, the whole relationship is, is weird with Diego Dev and the client, but they have, I think, I think they're up to like 10 or 12 developers now. And 
I am just one of them. So they hired Diego Dib, but they only wanted one person, and that's my my gig, right? And in this scenario, another developer, so they don't work for Diego Dev, created a PR. So they have a whole config system, and they decided, oh, we now want to switch to a .env file, which is awesome. That's the right way to go. Have the config committed to the repo and a .env file so that local developers, such as myself using Docker and production, have completely different env files there are some situations where a .env file doesn't work because it's on nfs for some legacy reason so if you were at wayphp you would have listened to plenty of legacy talks (laughs) (laughs) so to work around the issue he said oh well why don't we just say if config.local.php exists we will also include that so it goes through the normal env workflow and it says go load this file so i create that file in production forgetting the less than question mark php at the top of the file <sighs> yeah that was a, that was a quick mistake though it's not that's, like that's, that was that that's was a rough one long term yeah but it's on every single page of the site including the home page no! Op opcache for two minutes, so to, to go to go and then tr- easy to fix, but then to go and try and clear out the opcache, two minutes was faster. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten very good at changing username and passwords pretty quickly. <laughs> so I, 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 I to, to, but you can't access the database from outside. So real in reality. It's not that big of a deal, but the fact that it was made public is just crappy. I can beat that by a mile. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thomas. I love you. I want you guys to open up Google right now. Do I have to? Oh, yes. Both of you have to do this. What you're going to search for is db underscore password space file type colon ENV. Should we really? That be should make you public? feel better. That should make you feel better, John. This should oh, make yeah, you well, feel yeah. so much better. Yeah. So we actually, for like two seconds, allowed .env access to our new .env file, <sighs> but that was that was cleared up quickly as well. So what if you don't get... have access to Google right now as you're listening to this, what? Thomas just shared with you was a Google search you can do that will show you exposed.env files out there uh, either in, in GitHub or actually on websites and there's a lot of them. 24 pages mm-hmm. of .env files in the public directory that have been indexed by Google. Not even necessarily the, the root directory. This one I'm looking at is slash Laravel slash .env yeah, and what's I mean, what's crazy is you just start clicking on them, and you see they're still accessible. Like yeah, yeah, you know, this the site still has them up. Database and this includes using the app keys, mail trap, and and SMTP usernames and passwords, database usernames, apps. All of I mean, absolutely crazy. Just oh awful. hey, that's that's our app. Hey, I thought I changed that. <laughs> That's crazy. John John saw that indexing was broken for some reason and put it back up there. 
really, really, really terrifying Google search. Yeah. Um, that blew me away when I saw that. And just some of these sites, it's like, again, a- as a as a business owner that specializes in this, I feel, I feel like I'm going to reach out to these companies and say, hey, we can fi- fix your broken site for you. He wants to fix your stuff. Just don't let John do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, SSLTechGlobe.com. You uh you have a bunch of uh, exposed uh, .env stuff there. Let us help you with that. You, matter of fact, you have indexing on your stupid web server yet, numb nuts. Yeah, it's it's seeing Google crawl sites is always scary, but then seeing it crawl things that shouldn't be crawled. The fact that they publish that, you'd think they would know better. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't index this and make it public. I just, I don't know. I don't know what Google cares about or doesn't care about anymore. I added the word Diego to it, and a freaking site came up. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, if you would like access to some AWS buckets, plenty of those are coming up, too. Yeah, that's another big one, yeah. That is flipping scary. So, uh, we talked about morals and ethics. We'll be posting this link to it in our show notes. You guys determine where your morals and ethics lie. (laughs) You need some free containers? I can tell you how to get some. (laughs) That's interesting. I got another one for you. And then we're hanging up, right? Sweet. I'm really considering ditching Chrome. What? You're not the first. I've heard this. This is becoming a common cheer among geeks. I've said it before, but things are turning in a direction that I distinctly dislike. Such as? There's a new version of Chrome coming out, and the the clear browsing data action for cookies and quote-unquote other site data... Uh, no longer clears Google cookies. Hmm. Uh, you don't you don't get signed out of Google. You don't lose the GTA tracking cookies, the GTZ cookies. Uh, when you clear cookies and open up a web page, you are given a list of the cookies that are still totally left intact. This includes YouTube, any other Google properties. Um, so clearing cookies no longer does and that's that sucks yeah, i've been i've been waiting you know i i a couple of weeks ago i tried to make the cut back over to firefox because i just liked firefox's message and the fact that they weren't you know this big corporate company that had agendas behind them their agenda was you know open source and being good and all that um I'm a big fan of Grumpy, and I know uh, he he works uh, for Mozilla. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if he still works at Mozilla, but <clears throat> so I tried to make the cut over to Firefox, and it was difficult. And I ended up, <coughs> excuse me, I ended up coming back to Chrome uh, because there were just certain things that weren't working in Firefox for me. Um, and of course, you know, a lot of those certain things were were Google specific services, but they're so embedded in everything out there right now. It's, I still, which fire, is scary I still itself, fire but yeah, I still I fire up Firefox, but I, I, I have not been able to just make that transition. I, I, I don't because a couple times I've tried that just, 
there are certain things I don't like. The especially the developer tools are just not the same, mm-hmm. and it's it might be just me. It's what I'm used to at this point. I've been doing it for so long. No, it's it's not just you. That's the 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 claim that I constantly hear is well, it's hard to get away from the developer tools. Right. Um, and you know what? I I can accept that. I can accept certain things about Chrome, but uh, the the thing that I heard the other day that that bothered me and still bothers me is that Chrome is not a browser. Chrome is an advertising platform with a browser built into it. See, I disagree with that. How do you figure? I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't get a that. lot of advertising on, on my Chrome. It's I not really on don't. Chrome. It's on everything else. They propagate the information that they're collecting to their advertising department. So you're... But you're oh, I see what you're saying. So just me browsing to LTI tells Chrome I've been there. Right. And there's no presumption that the things you type in when you're in HTTPS mode aren't getting over to Google servers. In fact, it's kind of accepted that when you hit a URL, even if it's a secure URL, Google knows what URL you hit. It's things are... That's a fair Google, point. I haven't really thought about Google that. Hasn't, Google hasn't addressed this, is one of the issues, is that Google has not come out and said, we are pro-consumer privacy, our platform is being built for the sake of making sure that customers' data is private. What they're doing is the opposite. They're saying, other people want your data, and we'll make sure that your data is secure from them, but... Thanks for the anonymous usage statistics. Also, anonymous doesn't mean anonymous. It means we gave you a number and now you're that number forever. Hence, not being able to delete your cookies. Not being able to delete your cookies or your local storage. So local storage is one of the places where long-term data can get kept, and people have been using that for tracking cookies that keep large amounts of data and then pass it occasionally across. And that's no longer getting flushed as part of the clear browser data process anymore either. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, there was something the other day where I hit a URL on my wife's side of the browser uh, looking at the pricing for fencing for cats. I was intrigued by the system that one company makes for outdoor cat fencing. Okay. And she came up to me and she's like, why am I getting barraged by ads for this now? I looked it up once. She got it on Facebook. She got it on Google AdWords. She got it on YouTube videos. She got Amazon recommending cat fences for her. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's terrifying. You know, I got to look at cat fences now because I have no idea what this is. (laughs) All right, you got your doom and gloom in. uh, I have a retraction. I have a retraction. A retraction? This is yeah. unusual. Um, I am retracting John and Eric's stupid protests to my microwave theory. Oh my god. So you didn't retract anything? No, I'm retracting your stupid protests to it. Oh my god. I thought we were hanging up. What you, happened? You can retract all you want. You, you, you're, you're still... He's still a tinfoil hat wearing kook, so yeah. Well I can now I can build it myself using Wi Fi cards. Yeah, sure. Sure. Somebody posts a blog post of this happening and it's a real thing. If if you go to YouTube you can get free cable with 
two CDs. I've seen that too. Uh, an academic paper was released that showed that uh, one Wi-Fi transmitter and one Wi-Fi receiver uh, behind walls outside a room in which a number of people are present could count the number of people moving around in the you room. You should have stuck with your cat fence story. This is this is boring news. I've been right all along. Not right. You guys are dicks. You know this what? has been this has been PHP ugly. <laughs> Your Wi-Fi, your 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 Wi-Fi receiver has always been able to guesstimate how many people are inside just by how many people are connected to the Wi-Fi. Duh. But that's that's not it's not doing whatever. that. Duh. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end on this very awkward moment. Duh. This is not okay. This is only an awkward moment because I've proven you both horrifically wrong. Not even close. And now to you don't know anything. how to end it. You have not proven Routers don't put out microwaves. What are you talking about? I have never been able to cook a hot pocket in my router. So, there. <laughs> I've never tried. Maybe I should try that. Check, checkmate, atheists. It just takes a long time to cook. <laughs> and you don't, you don't get the proper molten core. We're done. Effect. If you have not been listening to the show, God bless you. You're you're a much better person, but if you're still listening at this particular moment, uh, you should think about uh, joining our Discord channel. That's uh, PHP Ugly and Discord. Uh, I'm sure there's an easy way to get to it, but we have links on our Twitter, our our uh, YouTube channel. Um, come in and give us uh, give us let us hear from you and your opinions. Uh, we have quite the give us cast of, of of misfits in there nowadays, so it's. It's quite fun to, to be in there. It's like PHP Ugly seven days a week now. It's it's wonderful. There's a so, dedicated Doom and Gloom channel. There's a dedicated gaming channel. Nobody talks in the gaming channel. That's, that's odd. Okay, well, not not true. I've added a, three people to my PHP. Steam. I guess I can get rid of that Wave PHP channel. That's going bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's Wave no PHP. microwave anywhere listed in that link you just posted just saying right no microwaves have a greater penetration because they're lower on the wavelength they're still on the radio wavelength it's a matter you, of where you brought up saying that we were all right because we this are they are mapping a room with microwave radiation is so uh do you have to hit that little popcorn button <laughs> He's going to hang up. He's never going to come back. No, you don't. <laughs> Any of the buttons will do. <laughs> All right, that's it. Show's over. Appreciate everybody taking their time. I'm Eric Peter Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep, Keep it up. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.